Welcome to the Theatre of Others podcast. My name is Adam Marple, and I'm the co-artistic director of the Theatre of Others. With the COVID-19 pandemic forcing a shutdown and re-evaluation of space and gathering, we at the Theatre of Others are thinking about what stories we need and how best we can share them. We believe space is psychology, and it informs the way in which an audience interacts and reacts to what is presented to them. We create uniquely theatrical events in bespoke sensory performance spaces crafted to encourage curiosity and grant the audience permission to commune with the play. Now that that space has moved online, how can we encourage interaction and action amongst an audience virtually? The Theatre Brothers produces plays that both welcome and challenge the audience. We are committed to international collaboration and are a laboratory that helps artists grow through intensive study of their craft. The Theatre Brothers creates a shared community of artists and audiences for the purpose of exploring the most profound issues of our lives and times. We believe the play watches the audience. The audience is necessary and they are witness to what happens. And you get to be witness to us making that happen. The purpose of this podcast is to open up our process and let you in. We're peeling back the curtain, so to speak, and encouraging you to follow along, to ponder, prod, and question, to join us and criticize us if need be. Being a witness is no passive task, and it requires much from you. Are you up for the journey? On the podcast today from Melbourne, Australia, our co-artistic directors, Woody Miller, and myself in Cairo, Egypt. This podcast contains explicit language. <laughs> Adam. Hi, Booty. How you going? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm just happy that I proved my suspicion all along. You know, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Thanks, I guess. I don't know. I am. Um, first of all, I <laughs> wanted to say to our listeners, if you haven't listened to the podcast from from the week before, you need to listen to the podcast from the yeah. week before when we when With we have actually we had a professional musician composer on the podcast who has perfect pitch mm -hmm. and explained mm -hmm. what perfect perfect pitch feels like in the body mind and ear of a person who has perfect mm -hmm. pitch mm -hmm. adam marble has perfect pitch y'all this is that rain man disease that i always talk about him having it's because he has perfect pitch and it explains so much why I don't enjoy working on musicals because I hear all of the people who aren't <laughs> on pitch, who aren't <laughs> in the right key, and that's all I hear. So it just bugs me. It, it's it's great to know. It's it's finally good to know that there's a reason. I'm not just a, a curmudgeonly bastard, you know, just an old man yelling at the kids in the front yard. It's oh no, I hear what it should be, what it is. Yeah. Thanks, universe. Adam, give us an A. Give us an A. Give us an A. No, stop making me perform. No. <laughs> I'm not doing it anymore. I refuse to use my superpowers for evil. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I Jack and I have been quizzing Adam's ear. And every time I call it out, he'll sing it, and then Jack will play it, and it's correct. So if you want to test Adam Marple's skills, 
Just call it to speakpipe.com backslash theater of others. <laughs> that's speakpipe.com. And just say a letter. That's theater with the TRE. And just say a letter. Or play some music and have Adam yeah. recite it back to you in the letters that it is. Or even worse, or even worse, do it in the wrong key or replace a, a wrong note and just bug the hell out of me and I'll yeah, I'll respond back to you. That's that's what <laughs> kind of like ah <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't. But what a good episode with now, Tom Kitt. Now that what a good episode with Tom Kitt. I'm glad I'm glad we had him. I'm glad we had him. That was Tom was, was incredible. We were really so cool. lucky to have him talk to us. Yeah. We were such nerds. Especially because yeah, we were nerds because like like I feel like we, when we have people that we know and we're and it's in our niche of like what we talk about in theater and everything, and then there's niche. Tom, and we're just like Ooh, this person that we doing this thing called musical theater. It's like, you know, <laughs> you know, we can just nerd out with him and, and be like, I don't know what you do. How do you do that thing that you do? <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. And now you can do it too because you've got perfect pitch. I could. So Adam, what is I'll perfect just, pitch for people walk who into auditions don't know? Thank you. What what is perfect pitch, Adam? It's that you you could just somebody just tell you a letter and apparently you'd sing it. I guess I don't know. You can just hear <laughs> things and <laughs> sing it. I can't read. I can't sight read. I, I used to do chorus. I was in mu- I was in music programs. So how and like, uh, I never learned crazy. how to sight read. I would. So Not this is what fair, I would always Adam. do because I would we would go to competitions. I I don't know what to say. We would go to competitions and. All I had to do was hear it once, and then I would go in and I would do it. And that's and that's the same thing, but we'd have rehearsals. I would just hear it, and then I would do it. So I would never learn how to sight read. I, I can find where the rests are and things like that, but like in terms of what note that is and what key change we're going to be, I, just, I, I it was like math. I decided I was not going to even try to do it. And then all I needed to do was hear it. And so what would eventually would happen is... I would get it immediately. And then I would be the one in the section that would be reminding people, no, it's a half step down or whatever it was. And that was just how I learned how to sing. And so what would happen when I'm in a musical, it was, I would end up doing that same thing. Or as a director, I would be walking behind when we'd have music rehearsals and I would just be like reminding of them of what it actually is. And it drives me crazy. So it's also why I don't listen to a lot I of music for the longest why you could always why I listen you, to podcasts and things like that. You would always start singing a song, and it's always in the key that the song is written in. I always would wonder, I'm like, God, he's got such a good ear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, thanks, I guess. I don't know. Again. It's so not fair. It's not doing me any good. Uh, I'll give it back it's if so anybody wants fair. it. <laughs> Every gay man <laughs> in Peoria is like upset. Just Peoria. Okay, well, if there are <laughs> 100 gay men in Peoria that are mad at me, then I think I can live with that. 
It's a random town to choose from. <laughs> just just one one town in Illinois where there's just a, a couple of gay guys who are just listening to the podcast randomly and mad at me. But, all right, well, I'm not going there, so I, I think I'll survive. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to say Peoria. It's a good word. Like, it's like one so of those r- words that like your, um, Bugs Bunny would say in the Looney Tunes. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, Peoria. But he would he'd sing about it. Abracadabra, mm. hocus pocus, <laughs> pocus cadabra, <laughs> hocus pocus, abracadabra, hocus pocus, <laughs> Peoria. Romper, stomper, bumper, boom. Adam. Mm-hmm. I can, they never saw me, Adam. They never saw me. I'm they sorry. never saw me. I'm so sorry. You know, and I think that's a perfect example of white privilege. If you got saw, if you got seen to tit. If you got saw, if you got seen to tit on Romper Room. If you got the, saw, the if you got seen to tit. In the early 80s, you were white, a white passing. <laughs> or had a white name. Well, I, I, I identify as white. I am white, and I identify as white. <laughs> so, all right, question. How white are you? What do you want me to say? Like this is uh, do you turn pink in the sun? Tap. None more white. None more. None more white. Can I be? I don't know. What do you want me to say? I don't know. White. None more white. Yes. Do you turn pink in the sun? No, I turn. I turn uh, pretty dark. I per- turn turn pretty brown. Like you want, this isn't a really good representation. Uh, yeah, I'm. <laughs> this I look. Wow, I look pale here. This is really pale. Uh, no, I get I get pretty pretty brown. It, this is not a this Do is not you, a um, representation. I have a new light to watch. Can you on. jump? Uh, I mean, uh, yes, I can jump. Can I dunk a basket or get anywhere close? No. Have I tried? No. <laughs> do you have 10 toes I do see white we're not mutants you know it's white it's white <laughs> we're not mutants it's we're not we're not you know <laughs> anomalies girl I wouldn't be so sure that I wouldn't be so sure <laughs> Maybe my maybe my 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 life goal, my change for life, my change for life goal, could be to help Adam be less white. White. What's wrong with What's wrong with being white? <laughs> Oh, 
Nothing, Adam. Nothing. Nothing's wrong with being white. It's it's white is just <laughs> all right, Adam. It's just all right. White is all right. <laughs> yeah, white is. All I mean, right. I'm not going to go so far as to say that I have pride in white because that would be <laughs> awful. <laughs> have you been to the white? white is, quite white pride just day right. parade. Have you been to the white day parade? <laughs> Uh, well, I, I am from Georgia. I, I have a feeling that a lot of a lot of uh, schooling <laughs> and just being in Georgia was a lot of white pride. <laughs> I come a from a feeling. town that until uh, that's I, I come from a town that still flies the Confederate flag. So yeah, there's there's still some Girl. white pride out there. Girl. Yeah. See, I, I had this, I had, I had this, this, um, it's not, it's not a new thought, but it's, it's a, it's a, it's a pestering canker blossom. Okay. Why can't racism be so illegal that we could actually do something about it? That's a very good question. You know, in Germany, they did a pretty good job of of trying to handle that openly. How'd they do it? uh, In school. Well, they they didn't hide from it. They didn't try and run away from it. They openly talk about it and uh, teach about it. Really make it illegal. Like, oh, it is. It's also that you can't you can't fly you can't fly Nazi paraphernalia. You can't have. The salute you can any anything that is Nazi related is illegal, and it and it comes That's down right. to, um, it comes down to free speech versus the right of the state to keep safety and security. So, in the United States, is anybody willing to give up free speech for safety and security? And then you have that you have that quote by Benjamin Franklin that says, "Anybody willing to give up freedom for security." should have neither. I mean, so, I mean, you know, the country is built on what the country is built on and there's a conversation that needs to had, but it needs to be had, but it's got to happen out in the open, which is what happened in Germany over a long period of time out in the open. They take people to concentration camps. They don't hide from it. it. The things that they could take down, they took down the things that they can't take down. They show and they put it in context. So it's not ignored and there's not shame around it anymore. There's, there's, uh, a sense of we will never do that again, but those were my ancestors and I'm going to do better than that because it was horrible and we recognize it was horrible. It's not 100% perfect, of yeah, course. Yeah, but there's but still like insane microaggressions and I experienced like flat out racism when I was there. So it's there's not There's no working. doubt you, you can't get rid of <laughs> Well, is it better than I want to? I want to abolish. I want to abolish racism. That's going to be I, my sure goal for life change. A lot of people who. <laughs> that's fantastic. I think there's. A, I think there's a lot of people out there who also agree with that life change. <laughs> it's, it's not really somebody else's life change can't be your life change, but. <laughs> <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> I want to abolish your racism. By taking three-hour baths and doing yoga every morning. <laughs> yes. 
That's how I'm abolishing your yes. racism. So we actually have <laughs> we have our our list. We have it's, it's it. pretty extensive. Yeah. People are stepping up. Yeah. People are thinking about it. We people have written ones and, and, and really we also kind of have audio, yeah. Yes, yes, we do. Yes. And they're they're lovely. They're from friends from all over the world. And it's an inspiring list, like I was saying. And um it's really cool to hear the different ones. There's there's ones that you kind of expect, like you hear these kind of things, but it's good to kind of just say them out loud. And there's some that were like, ooh, I really like that one. I want to do that one too. So yeah. Should we do the written ones first? Go for it. Yeah, you've got them. So yes. Ah, I have Elizabeth's. Here it is. Are you ready? Yes. She says, I stopped having New Year's resolutions since 2011. Because for me, every day is an opportunity for me to make changes, whether big or small. So if I were to be accounted for anything, then my work on myself as a seeker is to evolve into being a better person through prayer, being present and being kind. And hopefully that can contribute to a better world. I like that one. That's lovely. That's lovely. I like that too. That's very lovely. And this is what we were talking about with, with uh, that's what we were talking about in, in regards of not resolutions, resolutions, because the resolution has a stigma around it at the beginning of the year that I'm going to do this. And then the second that you don't do it, you give up on it. And then whatever happens, you know, J- uh, January is the busiest month in the gym every single year. And then February is the emptiest month in the gym because people give up on their resolution versus <laughs> as Elizabeth it's saying, February, the emptiest month in the every gym single day. It absolutely is, which is why they get you with a year-long contract or the six-month contract. You can't just come in. They can get the money up front, and then they know that you're not going to come, so they can do it with more people. But as Elizabeth says, you know, to wake up every single day and recommit yourself to the thing. Yeah, that's a lovely thought. I like that a lot. Thank you, Elizabeth. <laughs> yeah, Elizabeth, that's amazing. Jack also said that they did that with him. The gym. Yeah. They always do it. That's that's what they know. They they can they can pay for the entire year's rent with just January. <laughs> really? Yeah. Usually a lot of the gyms Whoa. think about it. Every single year you'll get this around December and January, you'll get this big sale, big package sale. And then it goes away. Why do they only do it around that time? Because they're going to get a bunch of people to come in, give a lot of money up front, and then they'll never see them again. So then the gym is empty, which means you can bring in more people, the people who will always be there. Yeah, it's a it's a racket. <laughs> it's definitely a racket. It's definitely a racket. It's uh, look. Yeah. <clears throat> it's hard. It's hard to main, like maintain a active gym lifestyle because it's if you're not working inside the gym, it's hard to be there all the fucking time. Yeah, that is true. 
I am currently wearing my gym clothes because I just came from my roof where I was working out. So I love I, watching I'm you living work up out. To you my have a little boogie. As well. <laughs> Only when I'm listening to Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so she's always continue? on pitch, so I can listen. Yes, yes, we should. <laughs> oh, well, she's a Virgo. She's a Virgo. That's true. <laughs> yes. <laughs> let's continue. Okay, so, so uh, up for, up first is is uh, Austin, right? No, Adrian. My goal for twenty twenty four is to produce more than I consume. So what that means is basically out-of-work hours make more creative stuff compared to the other alternative, which is what I've been doing in 2023, and that is just scrolling on my phone on different apps. So that's my 2024 goal, produce more than I consume. I love that. Produce more than I consume. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's really good. Yeah. I think I think everyone should take that on. I can get behind that. I like that as well. Mhm. How do you produce more than you consume? How would I do it? That's good. Actually, I think ev- that is a great provocation for every single artist. Yeah. Wouldn't that be a great way to define being an artist that you produce Delete more than you the consume? Apps. You're a producer, not a con- not just a consumer. Yeah, you make stuff. You know, I I make art. And your goal for this year is to make more stuff. Yeah, than you. Yeah. Consume. That's lovely. So if you're a baker, that means you have to bake more cakes than you eat. <laughs> Yeah. Mm. But then you get up against that old adage, you know, never trust a skinny cook. So So then you got to work out more. So then it's just a vicious cycle. Yeah. But (laughs) no, but I like what you say. Don't, don't take the time with the, if they're how that, well, like I was saying, uh, I like that he adds at the end of it that when there's time for me to scroll on my phone and just do mindless things on a phone, there's time for me to be doing something else productive. That's He recognized that in himself, that he said, what I'm usually doing is just consuming whatever stupid app on my phone. What could I be doing that's fun that way? I, I, I In my rehearsal the other day, I talked about, and I talked about this before, about um, refilling the well. As artists, we're always drawing from that well. This is a very kind of like a morning pages, Julia Cameron kind of thing. And sometimes uh, you, you give yourself an artist date. Like you could color in a coloring book. It's being creative. You're, you're producing something. And it's also filling the well at the same time. It's, it sounds silly, but like if you've got five minutes to be creative, why don't you just take the moment to kind of be quiet and be creative with yourself instead of like, oh, one more time of uh, playing this silly game that just is mind numbing and, you know, it, it makes me not think. I don't know. 
Up to you, of course. I mean, I find, you know well, it makes you feel happy. It makes you feel good. <clears throat> but I, but I, I find that I, I have. It's an interesting because I've stopped. I, I, I've turned off all my my notifications except for my Duolingo and my and my uh, ASL sign language app. Same. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really nice. It's like it's like the like old days. So like I actually time. go so to the phone happy. when I want to use it. Exactly. Exactly. I'm not a slave to it. I'm happier. The emails, there's nothing that is urgent right now that I need to answer whatever it is. I'll answer it later on. There's not a text message that is necessary for me to jump through a hoop to go and change my mindset or yeah. Life will go on if I don't answer this text message. Mm-hmm. If I don't even see this text message. Mm-hmm. That's what I've learned. Yeah. That's what I've learned. Okay, so what's the next one? Yeah. Let's listen to it. That's Austin. All right, here we go. Hi, Booty. Hi, Adam. Um, I am recording my goals for life change for 2024. Um Thank you, Booty, for helping me <laughs> finally get around to doing this and helping articulate um, my goals a little bit. Um, overall, my goal is to use my phone less, to to get myself out of this tiny screen and have more time, reclaim time in my life back. And I'm planning on doing that in three different ways. The first one is I've turned off the notifications for messages and socials, um, which I think is a big first step. And so I can plan to use my phone when I want to and not when it tells me to planning on keeping the phone out of my bedroom under no excuse for alarm or whatever, but not to read news or catch up on life before or after I go to sleep and to never land the couch with my phone. Cause I feel like that's where I can lose an hour without even thinking about it. My second goal, I've got 10 seconds here is to do core workouts and improve the strength of my core and my overall health so that my back starts feeling better. Wow. <laughs> our boys, our boys need to get off their phones. Yep. Apparently they're 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 being slaves to their phones. Apparently so. <laughs> Austin needs to get off his phone. Adrian needs to yeah. get off. The, my, our boys need to get off their phones. Well, no, well, this is going to be great because I'm going to be able to keep hold them to it. I'm going to be like, yeah, get off that phone. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna we're gonna see them and they're gonna be on their phone. <laughs> no, I like that. Uh, he says, "I'm reclaiming my time. Mm-hmm. I'm reclaiming my time," and. Uh, that's a great way of thinking about it. You know, yeah, we're giving our time to something that that has that doesn't give anything back to us. And this is is, is exactly what my goal, my resolution was as well. My not resolution resolution was reclaiming my mornings. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing. Uh, I, I, I my phone is not my alarm. Uh, I go through my meditation and my morning pages and my Duolingo and my uh, my looking at the sun and being ready, and then then I can have a look at my emails and read the New York times and do all those things. So I'm reclaiming my mornings and that's great. My phone is not, 
telling me what I have to do. I get to tell myself what I'm going to do, and then I tell my phone if I want to do it. So yeah, good for you, Austin. What I love for Austin We're is holding like, to it. he can stop <laughs> looking at his phone and do his core work. Yeah, that's good also. Core work, very, very important, folks. Don't don't forget that stuff. But he needs it's, to. He's always carrying the camera. He's carrying that damn camera. Not damn camera. We love that camera. That camera is our friend. That camera is our lover. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, when he needs his core so he can hold that camera because he'd be holding that camera a lot, especially in our, in our presence. Yeah. And if you haven't seen the work of Adrian and Austin, indeed, you must go and watch the video of Bright Life's Burning at the Etihad Museum on the That's right. website. Well, all three. I mean, we've got uh, we've got three different versions. We've got the Extreme Hangout, uh, the Mohammed bin Rashid Library, and then the Etihad Museum. And uh, the first two, Extreme Hangout and Mohammed bin Rashid, are live stream captures, whereas Etihad is an edited, color-corrected, beautiful version. So, yeah, they were they were as much, if not, uh, they were a very in- integral part of that production. Um, and our choices made around what they were doing was, yeah, they're a part of the company. And they're you have to go to Adrian's website. It's brand new. It's so, it's so sexy. Mm, that's right. What's his website, Adam? Uh, Adrian Eppel Color. So Adrian, A-D-R-I-A-N-E-P-P-E-L, Color, C-O-L-O-U-R. He is uh, an amazing Color. colorist, um, y'all. If you need editing a colorist for your, for yeah. your, um, for your film, uh, you need a, a first-rate colorist. You need to go to Adrian. We, uh, we only work with Adrian. He's incredible. We only work with the best. That's true. That's true. Okay, who's next? Emily. Okay, let me listen. Okay, this speak pipe thing is so amazing. I love it. Okay, so my life change this year is going to be getting off coffee, which has been so hard for me. I haven't been able to do it. I am holding on for dear life (laughs) to this coffee. It's kind of like my only addiction. It's my only vice currently, and... Uh, I'm determined to do it this year, and I'm really excited um, to see what comes from when I actually pull the trigger and get get it done. So that's my life change. Well, for coffee, <clears throat> I mean, good luck, good luck with that. Yeah, <laughs> it's it, coffee's coffee's like coffee's like chocolate. It just comes at you when you're not expecting it. Like I have these, I like that happened like. I, I remember when I was like doing one of my, you know, my regimens of, you know, trying not to have sugar. And I literally would like be in the office and someone would hand me a piece of chocolate and it would be in my mouth before I realized that I'm eating chocolate. I don't, I don't understand that. What do you mean? (laughs) They didn't force it in your mouth. (laughs) There's a choice being made. No, 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 no. I mean, because I'm talking to someone... And they give me a piece of chocolate, and then it ends up in my hand and goes in my mouth. I'm not responsible. Mm-hmm. Right. And coffee's Personal hard because when you smell it, it, no. it begins to do its job on you. And I want to know how much coffee she's drinking. 
She is she is kind of high strung, so well she <laughs> she must be drinking a lot to to really to see it as a problem, yeah, and to and to want to get off of it. She may she she may see it as a problem. It's one of those things where like if you're if you go a day without or even hours without and you're getting major headaches, then yeah, you, there may be a real problem that is that is there. Um, I don't know. I don't drink coffee. I can't uh, respond to caffeine addiction. <laughs> one of the most addictive things on the planet. Um, you have to tell your coffee I feel story. For you tell them why you don't drink coffee, Adam. Oh man! All right. Uh, <laughs> my first year of high school. My first year of high school. I, I'm going to performing arts high school. Josh, Joshua Waterstone, and I were starting uh, performing arts high school in Georgia, Pellbrook High School for for the performing arts, and. Um, I live in a different county. I live like an hour and a half, almost two hours away from my school. So I got to wake up at uh, 5 a.m. to be out the door at 6 a.m. to drive to the bus stop where the bus is going to pick me up at 7 a.m. to get to school at 8.30. And I tell my mom, these are literally my words, mom, now that I'm an adult, when you come to wake me up in the morning, because I'm an adult and my mom's (laughs) going to come to wake me up, mom, when you come to wake me up in the morning, can you bring me a cup of coffee? And so my mom used to be uh, a postal worker. So she was up to, she was used to being up at 4am, no problem. So she said, yes, sure, honey, I will bring you a cup of coffee. It's your first day as as an adult. (laughs) And uh, she does, she brings me coffee. And that first week is, you know, I've never had coffee before. This is, this is not like today's teenagers that are just, you know, living off of Starbucks and coffee and all those kind of things that they are now. This is, this was weird to be drinking coffee at 14, 13. In the eighties. And so uh, I, I, it was not in the eighties, it was 1995. Um, <laughs> and so, and so I, I drink my coffee the first week. It's horrible. I don't like it. It's just, bleh. I associate, I associate the smell of coffee with Barnes and Noble bookstores because that, it was great. I love the smell, but the taste was gross. Anyway, the first week goes by. I'm sweating coffee smell all day long. I just, ugh, this is gross. The second week comes around. Again, mom, I'm an adult now. When you come to wake me up, bring me a cup of coffee. Well, mom forgot to have a uh, creamer in the house and there was no milk. So she's like, well, I can't give it to him black. I can't bring him a black cup of coffee. He doesn't like the, the taste of this coffee as it is. So she says, what can I do? <laughs> and she opens up the freezer and there's ice cream. She goes like, well, it's, it's the best that we can do. There's some milk in it. I'll put the ice cream into the coffee. She brings it to me. She had never checked what the flavor of this ice cream was. And I take a drink and I swear to God, I swallowed a cockroach because the flavor of the ice cream was butter pecan (laughs) with whole pecans inside of it. And that pecan went down my throat and I thought it was a cockroach and I spewed it everywhere. And that was my last cup of coffee ever. (laughs) Now, my question is, how do you feel about butter Mm -hmm. pecan? I could eat butter pecan all day long. It's no problem. It's the coffee that's the problem. That's good. I, I respect the man that eats butter pecan ice cream. Because don't get me going on butter pecan. You know, I love me some butter well, pecan. Well, butter pecan is supposed to have pecans in it. <laughs> butter pecan is supposed to have pecans in it. Coffee is not supposed to have cockroaches in it. Pecans. I'm just saying. Pecans. You know. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe that'll help. Maybe that'll help Emily not, not drink coffee. She just put butter pecan ice cream in her coffee and then she won't drink it. There you go. 
Yeah, just imagine you're drinking a cockroach every single time. You'll stop drinking coffee real quick. There we go. There we go. See, look at that. Look at us helping people get through their strategies and solutions for their life changes and goals. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Don't say we never gave you nothing, Emily. (laughs) Okay, let's go to the next one. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Hi, my name is Stephen Conley. I am the resident playwright and dramaturg for Theater of Others. And my life change, it's, it's, I know there's some objection to the term New Year's resolution. This is a New Year's resolution that we can call a life change. Um, is any day I am in New York City, so any day I am not traveling, which is 11 out of 12 days, um, I want to write three hours a day which is a big goal uh for sure uh but i i, I really want to see what i can put together if i'm able to put together 12 months of writing every day three hours a day consistently uh so we'll see wow that totally connects to i approve of this what <laughs> That connects to Adrian as well. He's going to have... That's really consuming more than... That's really uh, producing more than he consumes. I approve of this, Stephen. <laughs> because you, you have to you have to come up with a new play next year. You have to finish the one that we're working on this year. Uh, I want more Stephen Galtney plays in the world. So I approve of it as well. I approve of it as well. But you know, that also means editing yeah. as well. So it's, it's working on the... It's not actually physically writing, but it's focusing on the writing three hours a day. Was it a day? Three hours a day. Yeah. But you know, you what? I, go, I like girl. That he gives himself a, a realistic task of, of, I like a realistic task of saying like, when I'm in New York, Oh yes, the majority right, of the time right. he's in New York, the majority of the time, but he's also saying, but he's also saying like, when I travel, I can back away from it. I give myself an out because he also likes to travel and I want him to travel more and get out of the city more as well. So I think that's good. Yes. He's, he's, he's on a trip right now. Good life change. He's in the forest right now. That's right. With his brothers. Yeah. His real brothers, y'all, not us, his real brothers. (laughs) (laughs) His brothers from his actual mother. Well, yeah, from his actual mother, exactly. I think I think um, this could be a confronting one for some of our listeners, though, because that's three hours a day when you're in whatever city. Well, it's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, but I don't think. I mean, that's that's him. That's he knows his schedule. Yeah. Versus, okay. if you could say thirty minutes every morning. You know, like I ha- I do my morning pages every single morning. I do three pages. And then when three pages are done, I'm done. Now, I'm not trying to create anything. I'm just trying to get the diarrhea out of my head and just start my day. But, like, it's a good way of just saying consistently every single morning, I'm going to write. Or every single evening, I'm going to write. Or I'm going to block out an hour to create something. Yeah, it's a, it's not a bad way of starting it. And then you may get to the end of that hour and you go, ah, I'm in the middle of something. I want to continue. And then... You build more. I wish him all the luck. (laughs) Goldie, I wish you all the luck in the universe. Because 
I just get I, uh, three hours a day. Like, I just a day, a day. The seven days in the week. He knows his schedule. He knows what he can do. All right, girl. I got you, boo. I got you, Gautney. I got you back. I got you back. Three hours a day, y'all. When Gautney's in town, <laughs> you know he's not writing. But when he's in his own town, he is writing. I mean, I say when he's in town, like when he's in like Melbourne town. That's right. Like if he's in my town. Gautney, you have, when are you coming to Melbourne? Hello? Ugh, I swear. He only sees me when I go see him. <laughs> And I'll see him next week. I'm doing a workshop next week. Not next week. Next month. In March. I was going to say, like, I'll be in New York next week. I'll be in New York yeah, next month. Cool. Y'all need to come and do my mass workshop. Excellent. Okay. The next one. Fraser. Hello, Theater of Others. Um, I, I, I've heeded the call. This is uh, Fraser Shepherdson calling in from Melbourne, Victoria. Um, at the bottom of the world. Um, my life change for this year, I want to work less and I want to spend more time with people because I spent a lot of time after drama school just throwing myself into casual work and, and saving money and doing nothing but that, not not spending enough time with the people I love. So my my goal for this year, my change for this year is to cut back on my casual job and spend more time with others. And that'll also hopefully force me to find uh, new avenues of um, income that are more creatively aligned. But that's my change for this year. You may hold me accountable as I will you. I love that. I love that, Freiser. Freiser, that's great. He's taking the call. That's great. Yeah. I think, and we'll hold you accountable. We will absolutely hold you accountable. And I, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, well, I mean, I was going to say that we, we've only we've heard what four or five of these now. I love that there's a conscious understanding of time. That every single one of these are talking about reclaiming their time from something else that they recognize as not beneficial to them, and rediverting it to creativity or care of others or uh, their own craft or I love this. This is fantastic. This is, these are really great. And it's wonderful that there's something in the zeitgeist of going, there's a limited amount of time and I'm not spending it on what I want to spend it on. My resource is time and I'm just giving my resource away. I'm just paying into the universe, this energy that is not redoubling and coming back to me. That's I really think that's cool. going to completely like generate more and like he like he said generate more work for himself creatively. I think that's going to naturally happen. Mm. I wonder what his I wonder what Fraser you have to tell yeah. me what your human design is. What's your human design? I want to know your human design, Fraser. Call in and let us know on speakpipe.com backslash theater of others. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Adam's a generator. Of course he is. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a battery. <laughs> yeah, baby, he's the battery, <laughs> and I'm a projector. Of course, I am. <laughs> Thanks for asking. All right, so <laughs> what's the next one? What's the next one? Okay, next one is Jimby. I have been challenged, and I never back down on a challenge. 
So my life change for 2024 is saying more yeses to myself and to prioritize myself. And the one big change that I'm going to do to honor that is to not multitask anymore. It's going to be so hard, but yep, here we go, 2024. <laughs> Good, Mama. Do it. Wow. Okay, Jimmy, I'm going to hold you to that one. I, she's not going to multitask. Can you imagine a Jimby not multitasking? With that ADHD brain? Girl. I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be Girl. difficult, but I... Uh, but I'm glad she recognizes. It's good that she recognizes, and it's 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 not a, it's not about achieving it. It's about it's about trying to you know yeah. looking to see what what changes can be made. But she yeah she needs to put herself first. Now obviously she's a mother. Mm-hmm. She needs to put her daughter first, but she better put herself a very close second. That's, yes, exactly, that's exactly, exactly. Yes. But also putting her daughter first puts her self yeah. first because you know how much she loves her baby. That like that yeah. just gives her joy all the time, of right? Of course, of course. That's guaranteed joy. But she, I, but she doesn't need to. She doesn't need to single handedly save Philippines. She she doesn't need to single handedly carry girl, the theater industry on her back, girl. <laughs> but like, but see, this is the thing, though. I know Jimmy. Yeah. She will her her quick brain will will figure out a way to multitask, prioritizing herself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So she'll she be like in the middle of a spa. She'll be getting in the middle of a spa, getting a manicure and a mm-hmm. pedicure, and working on her new book and designing her logo and um, leading a voice class and, t- and, and teaching a, a class, teaching yeah. teaching a voice class and and swiping left or is it right? Yep, <laughs> swiping. <laughs> uh, Swiping left, she deserves she deserves much better than that person. Yeah, exactly. She's swiping left. She's gonna swipe. You just you you keep you just keep swiping left, yeah. Jimby. You just keep swiping left. <laughs> mm. I, girl, I, I got you on this. I will I will I will back you up. If I see you multitasking, I'll make you put it down. I'll make you put that task down. Or I'll ask you the question: How is this servicing you? Mm. That's good. That's good. How is this task servicing you and your priorities and your needs in this moment? Ms. Jambalaya. <laughs> okay. Next one. Joshua. Hello, this is Joshua Waterstone, an artist and digital technical director for the Theater of Others. And my goal for this year is I'm going to steal from booty on the yoga three times a week. I'd love to do that again. Um, And also having a full focused aria session each day playing with my 20 month old child without distraction or interruption and really giving her all of me. Um, Usually in the morning is is, is when I'm with her um, as well as evenings, but either in a morning session or during the evening, really having a full focused, undistracted time with her. All right. Love you all. Wishing you all the best in 2024. Oh, that's good. I love that. Okay, Josh, we will keep each other in check. We should, Josh, maybe we should, maybe, maybe we should have a, 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 a yoga log. 
we'll do like a yoga log uh, WhatsApp group where you and I, we log in a session with each other. Let's do that. And I love that you're going to do baby time. Baby time is the right time. Do you think 20 minutes is enough though? No, no, he didn't say, did he say 20 minutes? I think he said she's 20 months. She's 20 months. I heard 20 minutes. 20 minutes. I was like, damn. I was like, damn, girl. (laughs) I'm going to give my daughter 20 minutes. Tick. Let me check that off. Good. 20 minutes. I'm a good dad. I was like, damn, girl. (laughs) (laughs) She's 20 months old. No. no, no. Josh will give her 20 minutes, and then then the mom takes care of the rest. (laughs) Yeah. The other, the other 23 hours and 40 minutes of the day, Anya's <laughs> taking care of her. Yeah, exactly. Anya, um, yeah. Anya's so, like, so, so oh, you know, hell you know no. Josh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you, you, know, you know Josh and I play D&D, and we, we do two different games we're playing together. And in one of the games, he's got Arya. He always, he always has her there when we're playing. And he created a character in which he has to have a baby. So there's, there's a reason for him to sometimes disappear. And 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 we've made the baby a part of the game, like him leaving wow. or him like him needing to take a moment, and he has to protect the baby. It's it's really wonderful. Um, but at the it's same so time, so theater of others. If there's a child in the room, just, they will be a part of. They will be assimilated. Yeah. They will be a part of the yeah. show. <laughs> yeah. But I like that he said 100% attention to her because there's times okay, when he 100% split, attention. He split his attention. Okay, not 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got the 20 and I heard attention. Give minutes. her 20 minutes of attention. No. Oh, Lord. I'm glad we I'll fix, just I'm stare at her for 20 minutes out. at nighttime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, Josh, wow. when you hear this, wow, wow, wow. hit me up. Time to log it in. Okay, who's next? <laughs> Julian Elijah Martinez. Uh, hey, what's up, y'all? Um, my goal is <laughs> pretty simple. I'm going to read 14 books. I read 12 books last year, so my goal is to do two more than that. And I find that when I keep things that simple in terms of like just reading books, then the other things that I, the other goals and the other affirmations and the other intentions that I have typically fall in the place. So that's my goal. Read 14 books. I love that man. 14 books. He's great. That's Negro. You better do that. You better let these kids know. (laughs) I, um, I heard that and I immediately, because we, we got these like a month ago and, uh, I, I, I've had a really productive January and February and I've read six books. Not that I'm comparing to uh, Julian Elijah Martinez at all, but I've, but, but I've just been really productive and I go, oh my God. So it made me go, great. So then what's my number that I'm going to achieve? If I can read six books now and I know that I'm going to have eight books for our book club, mm-hmm. then great. How many books can I, can I achieve? Can I actually really delve into and consume, not in a, in a very quick way, but actually take them in and I've, I've read some really great books how many how, how many can you do some of these books to people but i'm gonna aim for 20 20 because i've got what i've got six now the eight that we're gonna have that's 14 i think i can do six more than than that yeah 20 i'm gonna read 20 books this year wow. no problem 
And I'm going to give myself a pizza party at the end of the year, like, I, like I'm in elementary school again. Not a pizza yeah. party. You need to give yourself a taco party, a burrito party. Well, there's not good tacos or burritos here in Egypt, but there's, there's good pizza. So uh, okay, I okay, can find okay. good pizza. Okay, okay. Well, if, I, if you're going to do 20. Hey. How many should I do? How many how many books did I how many books did I read this month? One, two, three, four, five. If you include my my whole PhD, I reread it with the workbook. It's not bad, Dick. It's not mad. It's not bad at all. Great. Yeah, and you can do. And we're gonna, and we're gonna do eight more books for the book club. So yeah, you could do twenty as well. Let's do it. You me twenty books. Okay, twenty books. Twenty books in twenty twenty four. Twenty books in twenty twenty four. Done. But I have to. I have to keep track of them because you know I'm I'm gonna. Well, I've got them on my Kindle, so I can actually see when I take them off of my Kindle and put them back in my library. That's so Um, you. You want to remove add removals? I want to. Yeah. I want to give a shout out to Julian Elijah Martinez. I'm listening to the episode one podcast. So good, right? It's great. It's wonderful. Yes, but, 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 I actually want to give a shout out to Julian Elijah Martinez playing Baldur's Gate 3. I'm right there with you. I'm obsessed with the game. If you ever want uh, to team up and tackle something, I'm, I'm obsessed with it. I do it all the time. It's phenomenal. I highly recommend it to anybody who hasn't had a chance to play Baldur's Gate 3. It's the best game ever made. Maybe. Where do you Maybe where do you boys find blood. time to play video games? That's what I want to know. You make the time. I come home for rehearsals and I need an hour to decompress and I just kill things and it's great. <laughs> I need to go collect a dog or or find some gold or kill a goblin and it's great. And then I can go to bed. You have just made Julian Elijah <laughs> Martinez's time. day. You, he now has a new play friend. I hope so. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's great. I was early access. Elijah, I was early access for three years, and I'm a Mac a MacBook player. So I, I, you know I'm hardcore if I'm playing this game, and I, I waited as long as I did to get it. So, yeah. Okay. Well, I, yeah, it's great. I now know you have a new friend online. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right, Negro. Play your games. Play your games and read your books. Read your books. <laughs> That's right. Okay, what's next? Oh, Emily again. <laughs> Hi, it's Emily. I'm back. Uh I am being bullied by Booty to <laughs> come back on here. Um, but it is important. Okay, so actually redo. Um I still am going to give up coffee, but uh, my life change this year is I'm going to uh, embrace unabashedly my creativity to the extent in the same amount that I unabashedly um, accept myself as a kinky person. So, um, yes, I'm going to relish in my creativity the same way I accept and relish in my sexuality. I love this. This is why I made her put it on. I was with her when she did it. I was like, that's 
that's your life goal. The, the, the same amount of energy in your creativity is the same amount of energy that you put in your PJJ. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> By the way, she is writing. Galtney and I were talking about this just the other day. She is writing this book that is literally going to be a world best-selling book. It's it it is so good. Like like we we've been you know she's she's in our the the um eight years left writers group. And we so we've been we've been reading chapters after you know individual chapters, and I was like I cannot wait to read the story like intact, like going from chapter to chapter to chapter to chapter. It's so good. I like, and I'm not I'm not gonna tell anything about it. It's not my job. To, it's not my job to release the beast. But I'm just letting y'all know when when Emily Moeller finally releases this book that she's been writing for the past two years. It's kind of it's 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 a game changer. It's a game. She's 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 actually created a new genre. It's so cool. It's so so cool. So yes, she needs to put that energy in her to her creativity so she can finish that motherfucking book. Oh, grrr. Yeah. wait. Did Jack David Burmester give one? No, he didn't. Do we have another He's one? Fired. We have one more. Yes, from Yao. Ah, uh, sweet beast. Mmm, tastes like chicken. Tastes like chicken. Yao, tastes like chicken. If you're listening to this, I wish you an amazing year. And my goal for life change is to carve a wooden bowl capable of holding at least five apples. It's my favorite. Wow. Is my favorite. I like how absolutely specific it is and how tight. Like, he didn't use the full minute and a half to say it. He said, I just need 20 seconds to say exactly this. A bowl, a wooden bowl that can hold a minimum of five apples. Because I, you can see it now, right? Mm-hmm. You can totally see it and you can hold him to it and he can knows if he has achieved it or not. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's great. And I think that what I also love about it is there isn't, the emotional failure component. And I, there's like real pleasure in, in, in the pursuit of it. Yeah. Cause he's just started, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, carving wood and that's his new thing that he's like having really enjoying. So I think that's fantastic. Um, Yao, can I have the bowl? <laughs> you know, mama loves a bowl. She loves a wood bowl. I think he needs to keep the bowl. I, I want think he, it. I think he needs to keep his first wooden bowl. No, well, you give can it to continue me. to want it. You can take bowl number two. He should. I'll he, use he it, do it for, for himself. He's created something for himself. And so will he. Apparently, he has five apples. He needs to put somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think Jack David Burmester needs to get on right now and tell us his. Jack's ordering pizza. He's nowhere near us right He's now. He's doing his laundry. He's turning a trick. <laughs> he, that's that's just how he rolls. No, what, what did he, he just texted us. What did he just say? He said, "Stop calling me out. I hate you both." No. <laughs> he says, "Wait, oh, no, I have he two. did. He did yes. say, 
Not New Year's resolutions, physical and mental. My physical one is, surprise, commitment to at minimum two sessions of gym per week, no matter whether I'm in a show season, in a show season traveling, or work. My mental one, holding myself up to a high professional standard to therefore ensure every project I take on is held at the same standard. Doesn't he already hold himself at a high professional standard? Like, doesn't he already do that? I think so. I think so. I don't, I've never, I can't talk about any of his other work, but with stuff with us, I always find him to be somebody that I can rely on and trust. And um, yeah. So you're already doing that with us, Jack. I don't know what crap you're doing with other people, but. Baby, you were top of the line. <laughs> you are you top don't think of it's any good. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure that I collaborate with those individuals that bring out the best in me. Hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a that's a that's a better way of thinking of it. Yeah. Yeah, because you do fantastic work. I've never you known you to not do, you mm. know, the best professional standard, mm. high quality work. As a matter of fact, why don't we listen to one of your new compositions, just to prove just how fierce of a bitch you are? Oh, how's that sound? I don't take a break. I think so. I think we're, yeah, we're at the end of it. And then come back with some provocations? Yes. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, non-binary conforming individuals, you are listening to the stereo sounds of the highly professional, great, beautiful standard of music, composition, and ooh-la-la. J. D. B. Jack Pickett-Bernstein. And we're back, Jack. And we're back, Jack. See, girl, I mean, you are just fine, honey. You just need to make sure that who you are collaborating with are, are at your level. Oh. <laughs> All right. So provocation time. Do you have provocation? Yeah. My provocation is, obviously, we're talking about not resolutions, resolutions, life changes. And the only way to really kind of... Uh, is is don't let we're doing this in February. Do a check in periodically, once a quarter, the end of the quarter. Like check in and see how you are. We asked you to keep, you know, uh, keep us accountable to the things that we said we were going to do. Uh, find an accountability partner and check in with yourself and make sure you're doing it. And also, then it gives you time to reevaluate it and go. You know what? This is a busy year. I don't think twenty books is achievable. 
I'm going to go for 18 instead. I think 18 is doable. Or you know what? I'm finding that I can't do three hours a day of writing, but I can commit to two hours a day. I can find those two, uh, two hours, but the third hour I can't do. Instead of giving up completely, it's modify it to what you can do. So check in with yourself and then reevaluate what's working. Don't give it up. Just reevaluate it. That's my provocation. That's a fantastic provocation. My provocation is for y'all. Will you make a second bowl? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I want a bowl, yo. I love vessels. I do. I love vessels. It's like, okay, okay, I guess I I I just can't, you know, take his bowl away. But make a second bowl, yo. Make a second bowl. You can't take his bowl away. I wouldn't be able to put it in my luggage anyway, unless he's like mailed it to me. And then it just, yeah, it's 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 no. too complicated. Maybe you can come to my house and and carve a bowl. I have tons of trees. I can give you the wood, and then you can carve a bowl on site. Now the provocation is for the other listeners. I mean, that's a long time. <laughs> no, but I, I I serendipitously wanted to say that. The reason why I love Yao's uh, uh, goal for life change is it's just so tangible, and it's filled with pleasure. So in these in these mm-hmm. uh, in these decisions that you decisions decisions that you're making, and trying to you know change your life, shouldn't it be pleasurable to change your life? You know that's a rhetorical question. Yes, <laughs> should be. <laughs> Um, but Adam Marple, how are we going to know they did this? Yes, sir. They're going to go to speakpipe.com backslash theater of others. Again, mm. speakpipe.com backslash theater of others. You can leave a 90-second voice message on there, and we can play it on air like you heard today. And you can be wowed like Emily was when she was going, oh, it's just so easy. Uh, absolutely. And we, <laughs> we're so glad to hear these voices and to hear feedback on the podcast and uh, that the things we're saying mean something to you. Um, yeah. Maybe you're listening. a lot of these people. But <laughs> it was great to hear their voices. Yeah, it was great to hear their voices. I love um, them There are also ways to get in touch with this uh, podcast at theaterofothers.com by, mm. via email. We are also on Facebook, Instagram, and our website. Instagram, y'all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and the only way you're going to know if we give you a provocation or any way we're going to know if we have something we want you to do or be ready for the next interview is if they do what, Booty? They're going to have to subscribe, 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 subscribe. How you going to know? How you going How you going to know we done come into your inbox if you don't subscribe? Because we come to your inbox er week er week rain yes sleet snow fire trees down floods glacier moving in your way <laughs> glacial problems glacier damage <laughs> glacier damage glacier we problems. come yeah. gla- glacier glacier damage but you know what if you really like us because I know you do because when you you subscribed when you subscribed it means that you like us 
And if you like us, you should just do what, you know, my Uber driver does. You give me five stars, I give you five stars. Five star, five star, five star. Uh It's a a zero-sum end win the game. Getting closer and closer every single time. Non-sum, zero win the game. Win the game some for none. Life goal that I have for you. (laughs) Win some, win some, lose. Maybe, maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) All I got to say is if you really like us and you want to give us more than five stars, if you want to give us 5.7 stars, you can also leave it in the comments and say, oh my God goodness they're so good i've got to leave not only my feedback on how good they are but i have got to give them an extra point of storage because they're amazing and it will go into our algorithm it's like quick and quick and easy just goes right up in there and you know what happens if it goes right up in there adam marple you know who's coming on oprah oprah Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know if Oprah comes on, you know who's coming after her. Beyonce. Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> the Virgo's gonna be on. We're gonna get the Virgo. And if we get the Virgo, we already got, you know who we already got. Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Anna, I love you so much. I love you too. It's so happy to, to, to see you smiling in Cairo. It's like I, I, I am now. It's, it's it's so happy. It's so happy to see you, Adam. It's, I refer to my. It refers to itself in third person. It is happy that you that that thou are happy. Yeah. It loves <laughs> yeah, thee exactly. It loves. I'm thee. happy. Yes. It, it loves the back. Yes. <laughs> and for all y'all, we'll be in your inbox next week. Why? Because you subscribed. <laughs> Bye! <laughs> Thanks for joining us this week on the Theater Brothers Podcast. Make sure to visit our website, theaterbrothers.org, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out, too. A special thank you to Purple Planet for the music you've heard. The Theater of Others creates a shared community of artists and audiences for the purposes of exploring the most profound issues of our lives and times. We believe the play watches the audience. The audience is necessary and they are witness to what happens. And you get to be witness to us making that happen. The purpose of this podcast is to open up our process and let you in. We're peeling back the curtain, so to speak, and encouraging you to follow along, to ponder, prod, and question, to join us and criticize us if need be. Being a witness is no passive task and requires much from you. Are you up for the journey? Be sure to tune in next week for our next journey.